The time has come. I like that. The time is now for Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. She's a world-renowned dog trainer. Seen enough dogs today, have you? She's the host of It's Me or the Dog. I'm coming to train you. Along with co-host Holly Furfer. You don't play around with that name, do you? I am a fan of sweaty balls. She's Victoria Stilwell, and she's ready to go. This is a lovely way to start the day. You get the busy bee. I need to trim her whiskers. I see some poo here. I feel a little bit better now, because I'm the only one who usually feels stupid during the podcast. Now, let's head to the studio and get this Positively Podcast started. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> Can you believe it? 2018. What happened to 2010? Just, That's what I'm still oh like. Oh, gosh. That's, I cannot believe it. Oh, my gosh. It's all good, though. It is good. It's a great New Year. But but uh, it's going to be, 2018 is going to be a great year. Mm-hmm. 2017 has been a, a good year in some respects. Yes. Certainly sort of business-wise and just, you know, getting some uh, really great projects underway. And uh, with the the academy, and uh, so 2017 is, is is a good year. We got our headphones fixed in 2017. Yes. It was a great year. It's a great year because there's no squeaking <laughs> anymore. Um, now 2018, there's a lot of very exciting stuff going to happen in 2018. Well, so give us an I'm example excited. of some. Well, Positively TV is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we've got two new academy classes starting, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm excited about that. We've got a potential um, TV show and a, a book, mm-hmm. as well as everything else. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, um, I'm going to... Oh, no, come on. <laughs> no, it's Look a good at year. you. It's busy. Hopefully, knock on wood, it's busy and good. Yes. And you know what? Um, this year, uh, 2018, is going to be my year to fight cancer. I'm all in. A friend of mine uh, was diagnosed with stage 3 ovarian cancer, so she's got a big fight ahead of her. She starts her chemo on the 3rd, so I'm all in cashmere, you know, the whole thing. We're just mm-hmm. going to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm all in on that, so I am I am hyper-focused um, on 2018, so it's going to be my year for us to beat the bastard. Yes. Yeah. God. I mean, it's taken so many people. Uh, we don't want to obviously start this year on a downer, but it has, and we... Um, it's motivating me. It, it, it is a motivator. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. So and I'm in. I'm all in. Well, bless you, and uh, we'll keep up with your friend, and, and, yes. and um, definitely, she's a great lady, and uh, hope that she wins that fight. Yes. No, she's going to. She's there's, going to. There's no question in my mind she's yeah. going to, so yeah. we'll let you know when we have the celebration. I'll... I'll uh, I'll, I'll give you details. Maybe I can audio or videotape it. All yeah. our huge, like, we beat the bastard. Yeah. So that bell. I do feel like uh, 2018 is going to be a good year. And there's obviously there's there's a lot in going crazy in the world around mm-hmm. us. But um, individually, we can make it a good year. And we're going to make it a even better year for our dogs as well. There's, do you have a resolution? Uh, I do. What's your resolution well, that you've made? Um my resolution is, as always, to eat less <laughs> sugar. Because these are very these are personal resolutions right, right. to eat less sugar. Because I love sugar. Mm-hmm. To exercise more. Mm-hmm. That's good. And to be more organized. Mm. That is my re- the, yeah. And you see, unfortunately, I make those three resolutions every year. It's okay because one year, every year, one year you're going to be like, I did it all. But <laughs> well, you, you, but you, you do know, it, don't you? I do it, mm-hmm. and it lasts for a while, mm-hmm. and then it kind of starts to dissipate. But at least I start it. 
That's good. So obviously, what? So what are your what are your New Year's resolutions? Gosh, you know, well, hit cancer head on. Like I am like a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, this year, like decluttering. When you say like organized, I've just you know in the past year looked at everything I have. I have stuff everywhere. Like my basement, we call it, is where all things go to die. I remember your basement, Holly. I remember it's when amazing. we were filming with you. I remember your basement. Oh my god! And it's gotten worse because that was ten years ago. <laughs> So I keep thinking, and you know what? I've got all this stuff in there. I want to give it away. So I'm like, this year is going to be the year for giving. Um, I want to give stuff away, which is, you know, not altogether 100% altruistic because I want to declutter. So it's going to help me. And if it helps others in, in that way, yes. Um, and you know what? I just, I, I'm going to try to be more positive, taking a, a cue from you, positivelead.com. You know, I think... Um, in the past, sometimes they're like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. This is like, you know, like for instance, you know, my statue. We were laughing about my statue. So <laughs> that statue has that such poor a statue. story. But I'm like, you know what? So just to, to let everybody know the statue, my great aunt was a great sculptor and my grandparents always had this sculpture. But it was actually a plaster of Paris that she cast into bronze, but they had the plaster in their entranceway. And when I was growing up, it just reminded me of them. I loved it. It's called The Naked Lady. She's just beautiful. And so um, I've always loved it. And they finally said, you know, why don't you take it? You'll enjoy it. So I was so excited. I spent a fortune shipping it to myself here from Pennsylvania. And it came broken. And I've been dealing with it. And we've been trying to get it fixed. And then we had to do insurance or whatever. And so finally, I get the statue back. And the guy puts it in the back of my car. And it breaks in half. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, look, we're good. But you know what? Sorry like, all good. Because you know what? Then I have two halves of statues. <laughs> She's like, we will make it work. How and are you so, going to get it together? Are you, what, you're just going to super glue it together? Good or? Lord, I don't, I haven't even, you know, I haven't even thought about it, but I'm going to, I'm going to breathe and I'm going to look <laughs> at her and I'm going to be like, okay, she's here. Maybe she's here in pieces, but she's here. But you know, like, but that's it. You know, I think sometimes, and especially last year, like, oh, this would get me so riled up and I get fixated on things. So do little I. my OCD, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm like, you know what? This year it's gonna be like, whatever, it's all good. You know what? I'm standing, I'm upright. I made it through my big birthday year and now it's all icing. Mm-hmm. But that icing is going to be like that cream cheese Delicious. filled, like really light icing. Yum. Yes. And I like that. I do. And I think we all need to, to, um, to do that as well. We we'll laugh to more. Be. Uh, uh, yeah. Because it's not all so serious. I'm going to make people laugh more too. Exactly. And pay it forward. <laughs> it's wonderful paying it forward. Yes. Do you know what I love with the Victoria Store Foundation? Mm-hmm. Um, I just love giving money to people. I do. <laughs> I love giving money to organizations, that are rescue organizations. And yeah. I concentrate, focus on the smaller ones that yeah. really need it. But I love doing it. And then I'm also working with the Petco Foundation yes. too. Oh, yes. I cannot wait This is for something this that we will out. talk about later. Mm-hmm. You know, this is going to be our last podcast podcast in the series for a while Mm -hmm. and then hopefully when we come back again for our new podcasts soon then I'll be able to talk a little bit more about the work that I'm doing with the Petco Foundation but that's what I'm really excited about in 2018 watch this space you know there are foundations that I've worked with before there are also you know great organizations that I work for um, and I've done work for Humane Society International is one of those Mm -hmm. they are an amazing organization all over the the world especially concentrating in Asia closing down dog meat farms, things like that. So um, I want to do more work with them and um, pay it forward a little bit. But Mm -hmm. also with the Petco Foundation, they do such extraordinary work. And when you, so for example, when you go to Petco and you give a donation, you you Mm -hmm. check out and they say, do you want to donate a dollar to to pets? Yeah, I always wonder where that goes. It goes to the foundation and your money is going to go to 
a worthy cause. I mean, I ha- it, it's just Suzanne Kogut, who's the executive, di- executive director of the Petco Foundation, is a truly phenomenal woman. And everybody who works there are passion. They're, they are passionate Love about her. rescue and they are passionate about getting the money into the right kinds of places, mm-hmm. into the right kind of hands. So you know when you donate at the end of your shopping trip and you mm. donate to an animal in need, it's going to an animal in need. Great. It is. So I'm so I'm so proud and honored to be working with them as well. So there's, there's more stuff, you know, our Kindness is Powerful program, we're bringing mm-hmm. it back as well and uh, making that bigger and because uh, kindness is is where it is kindness is powerful is my mantra and it's on all my t-shirts and i know um and when you're teaching children especially that actually kindness is is a lot more powerful than being a bully and that pay by paying it forward and being kind to you to animals and kind to your fellow man is more to make you feel better and yeah, so that's that's what we're teaching kids. So there's a lot of positivity, or I should say, positively in 2018. Um, you know, I have your shirts that say "Kindness is Powerful," and you can get them too um, on uh, positively.com. You have all your stuff there. But mm-hmm. um, I was wearing it when I was in Florida with my grandma, who's 95, will be 96 in a couple of months. She's amazing, and by the way. I love her to death. And she says she looked at me. I was wearing it once, and she just kept staring at me. And she just, you know, like she was thinking. I said, "Grandma, what's is everything okay?" She's like, "Mm-hmm." And she looked at me and, and, you know, she didn't say anything. And about an hour later, she looked at me and she said, you know, I really, really like that message. I said, what message? She goes, kindness is powerful. And she said, I really, I really, really like that message. And she said, I'm going to, I'm going to use that message. I said, grandma, you want a t-shirt? She goes, oh no, honey, I don't wear t-shirts, but I like the message. (laughs) (laughs) It was cute. But you know what? And she's 95, you know, and she really, and it started a whole conversation that we had about it and about you know, where she is in her retirement home and with her grandkids and her great grandkids. And it was, you know, it's something that really struck a chord to her. And very rarely does she, you know, make comments like that or, you know, talk about that. So it was really kind of neat. It hit her. Thank you. And I loved that. Thank you. No, I'm, I'm proud of it. So I'm any um, dog resolutions? Uh, <laughs> yes. So that's, we have this thing every year where we call them our pet resolutions mm-hmm. about if your pet had a resolution, what would it be? Yeah. And uh, we have pictures of our pets with signs in front of them saying, mm-hmm. oh, I will be better at this or I promise I won't roll and poop anymore or things like that. Mm-hmm. It's not dog shaming at all. It, no. This is, this is more of a kind of a positive thing. It is a positive thing. So we have that and we like you to send in your pictures, please, on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Victoria Stillwell. And so we have, um, if it was my dog, Jasmine's resolutions. That Jasmine's lost, your little tiny. She's my chihuahua, chihuahua. That lasts all of two seconds. I promise, mummy. <laughs> I try. Will try and resolve not to roll in poop. Right. That's <laughs> gonna difficult. last for one day. Oh yeah. And Sadie's is. I promise. <laughs> she's an average. Yeah, she's, she's a big a dog. Voice. Yeah. She goes. I promise, mummy. But I will not eat Jasmine's food. <laughs> if she doesn't finish it, I will not go to her bowl and eat it. That's going to last all of I don't maybe half a day. I don't think she should day. make that. She's made it this far. Let her eat what she wants. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. She is 16. Mm, she's her amazing. Her birthday was yesterday. Wow. She is 16 years old. It's My amazing. Labrador is 16 years See, old. See, with the kindness and positiveness and all of that, she's lived. And she's... 
looking, knock on wood, seeming great. She's, I mean, she's slowing great. down. But she is slowing down. We all are. And she does have arthritis that's getting very bad, mm-hmm. and she is on a whole load of different therapies. And we just say that every day that we have mm-hmm. with her from now on is a blessing, like it is with your dogs. I mean, with Kashmir mm-hmm. and her cancer diagnosis and then the treatment, and she's still hanging in there. Oh, yeah. Her, her resolution is she's going to kick cancer's butt. Mm-hmm. Again, she's going to beat that bastard too. Mm-hmm. So she's going to help me help her kick cancer. That's her resolution. Good. And what about Bonzi? Just to try and find inner peace, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Poor dog. He's so sweet. But Barnsley yeah. needs to find inner peace. I know. Oh. We're, we're working on that. And George, yeah. my 21-year-old cat, yes, is like, he's amazing. He's like, I'm just trying to make it another day. That's his resolution. <laughs> I'm going to be here tomorrow. I'm like, you go. So. Bless oh, his heart. Dear. He does look like something from Pet Cemetery, but you know what? His quality of life is good. He he, you know he he'll tell me when he's hungry. Like mm-hmm. I come down the stairs. If I don't come down in the morning, he hears my alarm go off. And this is his. He sleeps on a heated pad in front of the heating grate. And then when he hears my alarm go off, he slowly works his way into the hallway and sits in the middle of the hallway and waits for me to come down. If I don't get down there soon enough, he starts to meow really loudly, wakes everybody up. Like uh, it's been th- and he's got it amazing sense of timing because he knows exactly when I'm five minutes late. Then we have this whole routine. He walks, I let the dogs out and he walks up. He's got steps to go up. He gets fed on the kitchen table because no one uses it and dogs can't get it. He's a whole routine and he waits for me and he looks over his shoulder like, are you coming? Hurry up. Goes up the steps and sits in the same spot and just meows until I give him the food. Once I've given him the food, then I have to pet him. If I don't pet him, he'll like reach out at me or he'll start to be, I mean, he's got the whole thing. Great quality. Then he's like, I'm good. He goes back, uses the bathroom and he sleeps. And, you know, he loves it. And then when he wants a treat, he lets me know. He God, likes that his catnip. Sounds, that just sounds so good. I know. Right? <laughs> it just sounds so easy and so good. But I bless know. him, he is 21. He'll be 22 soon. That is amazing. <laughs> I know. And he's matted. And I try to get the mats off. And sometimes, you know, his skin's so frail, it'll be, it's mm-hmm. not good. Like, he'll bleed. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't do this. Sean's like, leave it alone. And I'm like, okay, he's fine. You know, mm-hmm. he just looks at me like, and when I sit on the couch, he'll look at me and Give me the, all right, I'm going to come up and sit next to the couch. You're lucky I'm going to let you pet me. Like he gives me that, but he comes right next to me and I'll pet him for hours. And as soon as I go to bed, he goes back to his spot. Like quality of life is pretty good. It is. That is a quality of life, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, uh, if you have a pet resolution, go on my Facebook page. Let us know your pet resolution. Or you can email us at positively.com slash ask victoria wait is that where we want to send people well, oh yeah ask oh, victoria you can just email oh. us at podcasts oh at that's pod- right at yeah. podcasts oh yeah podcasts at wait what's the website what's i it? think it's podcast <laughs> oh here it is podcasts plural at positively.com maybe i had a little bit too much champagne last night podcasts uh, at positively.com yeah i'd love to see those fun. i love those dog resolutions so we so we had a little bit of champagne last night and uh, maybe this is not the time to have an interview with the person that we're going to have an interview with because they also had a bit of uh, champagne or i should say whiskey but should we get the person that yes, our uh, special surprise our guest. special surprise guest sounds good the Positively Hotline is ringing. We don't know what we're going to do. We have no plan. We're just here. Who's calling in this week? He went after her like she's made out of ham. That is interesting. That's exciting. Um, is somebody going to answer that? Hello? Hotline ringing. You're on your phone, and I don't think you're taking any of this seriously. It's the phone! Ladies and gentlemen, let's go! So here's our special surprise guest that we alluded to who happens to be taking time out of his very busy executive schedule. <laughs> I like to say that only because sometimes we get to just hang out. It's Van Zyler. That's me. 
you know who Van Zyler is, Victoria? Uh, yeah, he happens to be this guy that actually runs everything. He is my partner in crime. He is has the, the passion for changing dogs' lives positively, and he works tirelessly over a whole load of different platforms to do that. And... Well, you happen to be her husband. I was going to say. <laughs> I forgot about that. We usually it's have, like a little known fact. We have business meetings and calls with people. And then, you know, we'll go, we'll be in business with people for months on end. And we'll have been talking together. And then something happens in a, in a call and we realize that they think something's a little bit inappropriate. And I'm like, oh, by the way, we're husband and wife. We forgot to mention. <laughs> Not because we're trying to hide it, hide it. We just, you know. Yeah, but do you, so when you're together, do you kind of get into that like work mode, CEO, Victoria Stillwell Enterprises, and then you kind of put all that <laughs> when you do dinner or do you still have discussions like while you're making dinner or doing something? Oh, yeah, remember today we had the meeting with this company and that and blah, blah. Yeah, it's a 24-7 business. It truly is. We're constantly working. Constantly. But, but how you do know. you like keep it out of personal? Like I would, if, if I worked with Sean constantly, it would make me crazy. I mean, not that I don't love him, but you know what I mean? I couldn't Is this, Where's Paula Bloom? Right. <laughs> She's our psychologist, by the way. I mean, not our psychologist. Our, our psychologist. Our podcast, podcast psychologist and the academy. Yeah, it's a balance. You figure out, um, you know, sometimes it's it, it takes some time to figure out ways to balance work and life like everybody else. But, um, you know, it's just a specific cocktail that, that I think works pretty well for us. I guess you know when someone's had a bad day at the office. When <laughs> you get home, you're like, okay, I, I, you could be prepared for it rather than when I get home and, like, Sean's in a bad mood. I'm like, oh, something must happen. <laughs> it is. Uh, you know, I have to say there's nobody you can trust more than uh, as a fellow em- uh, employer and employee than, than the person you're married to. So I think it does work well. And... Um, but he's also in some things. He's my boss as well, which right. means that it, I have to. It, it, we have different ways of doing things. He's much more of the organizer, where I'm more of the creative. Mm-hmm. So I'll come up with an amazing idea and I'll say, "Oh my gosh, I've got this great idea!" And I'll go through these. I'm very excited. And he goes, "Great, how? Oh, and yeah. how much? And how much? And how much? Right? And as when? the <laughs> as the CEO, yes. Uh, what's this going to cost? Us? Every time she says she's writing another book, uh, my heart sinks. Because, Why? You know, uh, well, I'm excited on one hand because it's great, and mm-hmm. I think books are great, and, yeah. I, and it's and it's good for the business, and it's great for the message and the brand, and yeah. and, getting, and getting the information out. Yeah, and the readers. But then it's you know. The end process of when she finishes books is not a good time to be. Okay, you know, writing a book is stressful. Yeah. I write my own book, so it's stressful. And uh, so, can, honey, I'm, I'm never writing another book. book. I'm writing another book. God. No, no, I'm not kidding. I am writing another book. She did book. tell me that. Did I know. you not know no, it? No, I know. I, I heard that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I would think that the hardest thing, though, is you basically um, spearhead the academy, and that's a huge undertaking. I mean, this is, besides the big business of Victoria Stoll Enterprises, the books, the, the you know, um, products. products products, the, you know, VDS, whatever, the VSPDTs, the video platforms, the (laughs) TV. Exactly, the TV ventures, the programs that you're working on, the series, the specials. Now you've undertaken something that's totally, which most people would say is a complete business in its own. So how do you handle that, like to spearhead that and run that while everything else? It's, that's grown into one of the most exciting things that we do i think and it's one of the things that i think we're proudest of as well because the tv show obviously is why most people know who victoria is Mm -hmm. and that's how they met her 
and that's sort of the sort of cornerstone of everything. But then beyond that, it was always important to us to be able, if we really wanted to get the message of positive training and the importance of the positively mission out there, then we needed to have other platforms that didn't rely on TV. Right. Solely. TV will still be there. We're, we, she's done other TV shows. She's doing more TV shows. We're working. We're producing other stuff. Uh, but it's it's important. And the Academy is a really huge um, sort of building block for all of that because it allows people, um, you know, it, we're, we're talking to people who all want to be like Victoria, not mm-hmm. not just not just fans, but everything from middle-aged women who have been accountants or had three other careers or have been stay-at-home moms and are looking for a change to 16, 17-year-old young women who are trying to figure out what they want to do in life and we're able and men mm-hmm. uh, but but the majority of the majority of dog trainers and uh, and students that we have come through are female um, we're seeing more and more men slowly mm-hmm. and surely really which have. is great, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that's a it's a huge part of, of what we do and it's a chance to really sort of make an impact to create new generations of trainers that do things the way that we feel um, are the best way to do things how do you manage you know employees? keeping track of the business, you know, I mean, everything. How do you balance it all? I mean, I know, Vic, obviously you're a big part of that, but you are off doing, you know, you do your live shows, which, you know, if you haven't seen it on the website, Positively.com, you have one, you were somewhere in Finland or somewhere you did a live show. I mean, there's hundreds of people that come, thousands of people that come. So you're busy doing that. Well, you're kind of overseeing that, but you're see, you know what I mean? And you've got employees and you've got all the, how do you, how do you balance it? I know, Many people, CEOs, do it, but then to work with your wife, that's... I'll credit the fact that I'm a drama major, <laughs> which which uh, really like prepares you. It's yeah. funny, actually, because uh, our kid is in a professional show right now. You've seen it in The Christmas Carol. She's amazing. Um, at the <sighs> Alliance Theater in Atlanta. And um, we're proud of her. And I was talking to some other fellow actors of, you know, people who are working with her about the life, because Victoria and I both used to be in the theater as well, back in another life, and um, professionally. And... There was an article that we came across that said <clears throat> being a drama major, while it seems weird and doesn't seem like it would really help you if you're not going to go into theater or into mm-hmm. show business, is actually one of the most meaningful and helpful things that in, in life, no matter what you're going to do. Wow. Whether you're going to end up being a lawyer or yeah. work in with social work or mm-hmm. you know go into business and be an entrepreneur. You or have be to, a dog trainer. Right. You have to listen. You have to you have to be intuitive. You have to be sensitive. You have to be collaborative. You have to learn how to um, be cre- you know be creative and make things out of thin air. Yeah. Know when to BS things. Know when you know 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 what what your appearance looks like. Not just your appearance, but what what right, you right. project. And um, I think that's really helped me. It's been fun. It's been a fun journey from when the, when the show started and we started the business kind of out of out of thin air. Um, you guys have built an amazing business. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to start this. But from your show, then now all of a sudden you've got 13 things going on, you know, irrespective of the academy, which is a whole huge business on itself. Um, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Thank and, you. It's, uh, it is certainly... It, it has been a labor of love, and and it and I I also think you can't. Well, I mean, I guess you can have a successful business, but without passion. But but mm-hmm. really, at the core is our mission, which is changing dogs' lives positively, and it is a passion, and it's that passion that keeps you driving, and driving forward. Because it's not easy when you run your own business, and it is a big business like we have. It's not easy to keep all of the things of our business going, but it is a passion, and it's something that we truly believe in. And we've seen such a change as well since I started. It's me or the dog. We've seen a change in the way dogs are being trained, and 
some some of that change has been good and some of that change has been bad. But it, it's trending upwards now. It's trending to a more humane world um, for dogs in the way that they're taught for companion dogs and for working dogs. And I, I'd like to think we are part of that change or, uh, and uh, that people have all over the world really have seen the show and, and read the books and uh, come the to the Academy and are part of the Victoria Still Positive Dog Training Network and go on the website for information and, and a part of the social media and that we've been able to help dogs and their owners because of this. So each time when we think, oh my gosh, we're so exhausted, we, we just, we can't go on, um, that we have to think about, wait a second, I just got that email saying thank you for this and uh, you changed my life with my dog. And that means the world to us. And we, you know, it, it, it kind of encourages us to carry on. It does. And you forget about it sometimes. I mean, you, it's, it's mm-hmm. easy to sort of get bogged down, not bogged down, but just sort of <clears throat> put your head down and work that, yeah. and figure out I, we have to do that. For example, right now, in addition to some really cool things coming on with the Academy that will be launching in the next couple of months, probably in the, in the new year. Um, we have, I think you guys have talked about it already on the mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, we the did. The new uh, Positively TV, yep. mm-hmm. which is launching soon. So we are hard at work on putting the finishing touches on that, uh, which is yet another way to sort of, you know, create a little bit of a, a cornerstone for um, for what's to come and for things in the future where people will be able to consume. They'll be able to get information. They'll be able to hear and um, and talk directly to Victoria. Um, they'll be able to communicate by email and mm-hmm. through the platform with, with her, and then she'll be able to, to re- be right back with them. So in addition to the conversation that we'll be having um, through that platform, and through which will be available across on their connected TVs, on in the Apple TV, um, all Apple devices, uh, and eventually Roku and Android as well, um, that we'll be able to, you know, really, really make an, make an impact and, and, and uh, yeah, Create something more you know, and, for, for dog owners. That's basically what it is, isn't it? And what mm-hmm. I could say too is knowing, and I, and I, you know, knowing the inside. I always, whenever I read, you know, you go on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever, and you see these celebrities, and you wonder, hmm, who really wrote that? Was it an assistant? Was it a producer? Whatever. But the one thing I do know is that you really are your own voice. Nobody's writing your tweets for you. Nobody's on Facebook or Instagram. Like you're doing it yourself, which is huge because for all that you do, you make sure that it's really truly your voice and not someone else. And then when something goes wrong, they go, oh, well, that was, uh, uh," you know, no, it's it's honest. We have a social media team that that um, you know will post news content and stuff, but anything that's written in my voice is my voice, <laughs> which I love. and it's something that and I love you know and I know social media. There's a, there's a bad part of social media, and uh, anybody can be sitting in their computer mm-hmm. in, in their underwear and commenting on what you're doing, or you know we always say that, and they're, they're armchair warriors mm-hmm. as well, um, and uh, they can comment. But there's also a really good side to social media, mm-hmm. and that I love connecting with. With the um, with my followers, I, I, I really do. I love hearing what these what they're doing. I love seeing pictures of their dogs. I love hearing their stories. They are really valuable to me, and mm-hmm. I think that's why we're still in this. Is because people matter. Dogs matter, and people matter to me. And uh, you know, and, and that's why I like the social media component of it. I think too. In answer to your question of how do we how do you how do we do it? How do we sort of build all the random different things? Is our team? Our team mm-hmm. is amazing. We've we've over the years built uh, really organically a mm-hmm. an amazing team of of employees and people who work with us <clears throat> on our on on all different platforms from the academy to video to. TV, obviously, um, social media across everything. The, the guys that we have 
and have had on board um, really, really are committed as well to the to the mission. And um, if anybody's interested in the academy, if you go to vsdogtrainingacademy.com, you can get all the information. And when is the next? Uh, it starts in July again, or we have an Atlanta class that starts in July, mm-hmm. and a UK-based class that starts in August. And people come from all over. The last time I visited one of your uh, academy classes, there were people from Ohio, from Michigan, someone from California. I mean, you don't have to live someone in Atlanta. Someone from Taiwan, yeah. <laughs> Taiwan yeah. or New Chile. Zealand, Australia. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Jordan, we've had some as well. So we've got, uh, very a cool. Turkish. A Turkish guy <coughs> who's going to be joining us in the next class as well. Oh, yeah. oh that's Great. awesome. Oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, Dubai, you said? Uh, no, oh, Dubai? Oh, <coughs> do we have one from Dubai? I said Jordan. Jordan. Jordan, right. yeah. We Make sure that you keep in touch with them Jordan. so we can all visit. Yes, I know. I like some of the places I'd like to go. And for those who don't know how you guys met, Tell the story of how you met because it's kind of funny. It was like it was fate. It was for. Can I say this? Can mm-hmm. I can I say yeah. it? Okay, so we were actors at the time, and you know what what I've said is, uh, and uh, I had had a dog walking business, and I still was having a dog walking dog sitting business. It was kind of my other s- string to my bow. You have to have it as an actor, so you, mm-hmm. you enjoy relative unemployment. But my unemployment was <laughs> you actually enjoy okay relative unemployment. Because, never heard that before. No, because because my unemployment. I mean, I I, I was never unemployed because I had my dog. So. Right. And it was always training, and so I was never. But still, then my focus was acting, and I was cast as Maria Elena, which is Buddy's wife, Buddy Holly's wife, in the musical, the hit musical Buddy the Buddy Holly Story, which had, at that point I think had been in the West End in London for about eight years. And uh, so we were cast, I was cast as the wife, and on the first day of rehearsal, we're all sitting in this huge big London theatre on the stage and the directors are there and they're sitting in the stalls or the orchestra and they're going to be giving this this meeting and this meet and greet and we're all sitting there and there's a space next to this guy who I know is playing Buddy. I know is playing Buddy and so I sit next to him and I turn to him and I go, oh, hey, hi, I'm I'm Vicky. I'm, um, oh, no, he says, oh, I say, hey, I'm Vicky and what what's your name or what are you playing? He says, oh, hi, I'm Van, I'm playing buddy and i was like oh hey oh i'm vicky i'm your wife (laughs) and little did you know yeah (laughs) two years later no really two years later we were married three weeks later we were well three years later park seriously (laughs) tell people that (laughs) it was fun as rehearsals i was was fresh off the boat from new york just trying to keep my head above water and there's this hot chick and i was like all right we'll play (laughs) (laughs) look we had to we had to rehearse for every night kissing on stage so it was oh, all right. It worked out, authentic. though. 20 years later, They call together. that the Stanislavski method, <laughs> method where you put yourself in it and then it comes, right? <laughs> anyway, that amazing? So been, for those that don't believe in fate and it's meant to be or whatever, I think that's a perfect example. Like, how else? Are you kidding me? And let me just tell you, I was not looking for anything. I just come out of a relationship I didn't want to have. I didn't want to, to have a boyfriend. I didn't care. I just, I just wanted to have fun. And then I meet the man that I'm going to marry. So, you know. When if if you if anybody's out there and they're single and they're like oh we just want to meet that right person it's going to happen when you least expect it. You can't talk to it. people out there now looking for people. It's all 100 percent different now. We've seen this. Oh what it's Tinder the whole and social media like the online dating thing. Oh, yeah. What was the that? one that what was the one and that with social media at all which didn't you know we barely we had just gotten our first cell phones. Oh I yeah think, we didn't know social oh, media. Much cell less social media. Now you'd have to know whether do you swipe right you swipe left you yeah. touch up you touch down. There's like, a new thing out there I, I I heard that in fact some of our crew use and that's <laughs> what is it it's a new I don't 
even know remember like what Tinder? it's called. Yeah, but there's another oh, thing. Oh, you like, guys on... Yeah, on I won't say who they are, shoot, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some on my film crew, you know, because they're younger. Worked and pretty well for them, They're still like. looking. <laughs> and when it, wherever town you go to, whatever city you go to, you can find people to hang out with oh yeah and it's i've forgotten what it's called but there is i know the one you're talking it. about because it's like a tinder and when i was in um new zealand australia with my photographer who's this really cute 35 year old whatever yeah. and so he's telling me about this and i'm like let me see and so i look and i'm going through it but i'm swiping and he goes wait a minute and apparently i invited like 15 or so people before <laughs> he realized it to come join us at the bar so we slipped out but that's um, the thing isn't one of them totally about hookups and the other one is more about actually trying to find yeah. someone that you'd enjoy being with right at least they're being honest about that now yeah light. no no here it is this is complete about hookups we're in we're, we're oh, in yeah. unperfect for film people because you're in different towns all the time and and you know you just go and right. say hey and it's not necessarily just for companionship you're not necessarily <laughs> Anyway, this is a dog podcast. <laughs> well, we so, great question. I'm really <laughs> glad. I just want to say I'm really glad I met you without all of that paraphernalia. No and that God, was that just a cell phone that didn't really work anyway. <laughs> hey, I've got a new idea for you guys, Adventure. How about we do this for dog connections? Uh, yeah, it's been tried, actually. It has? Um, it has the, sort of like a dating website of dog lovers, dog people who love dogs. But you mean actually Oh, no, no. I was thinking actually dogs to get dogs to get Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I see. I was An thinking to... breeding... Or connecting you with a dog you want to adopt. Like, oh, I like this one. Swipe left if you want to meet that dog. Swipe right if you go, you eh, just I gave, want a bigger dog. You just gave a tech-savvy person a there really great idea, and now they're going to get but very rich from it. dog lovers just okay, swipe just... in the good direction for everybody, pretty much? Well, but like, if you're, if you want, like, okay, I want a dog, but I can't have a dog over 30 pounds because I live in an apartment. Yeah, so, so it's like a, a 80 dog. pound It's just Bernard. dogs. It's not, you don't have to see the person with the dog. It's just, yeah. It's hey, just I for dogs. It. I understand what she was no, asking no, I was from the beginning. I got, I'm thinking about adopting. I know. <laughs> no, I'm still in the dating. I get it. I get it. <laughs> we could do so, all of it. So what you're saying is that every dog is going to look so cute. So you're going to have to like, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I get it. We oh might get God. a lot more adopted out, right? I like that. We might. You know what? I know, right? Maybe Someone's this is another venture idea. we can add for 2018, saying. along with a hundred other you mean ones that we have. Put it in 2023 now. Can we? <laughs> put it in the yeah. back of the line. This might be my last. retirement. By that time, I'll be in the old age home, so you can, you know, it's we'll, good. We'll come and visit you. I could right? run it. <clears throat> you know, as long as we have internet at the. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the old folks home. Uh, By then, somebody will probably it'll be like 3D yeah, holograms exactly. where you won't be swiping. They'll just like you'll download and the dog will 3D download like yeah. Princess Leia. I yeah. think aren't they Actually, really? Not bad. They're gonna do like chips, right? Like you put a chip behind your ear, oh, and that's the thing that like t like I don't know what happens like oh, into your gosh. brain. No. When so you, you only a... have to think. Oh, I'd like to email my mom. Oh, and all of a sudden, oh, it will do oh, a thing. Oh, that would not be good in my brain. For a lot of, yeah, exactly. That would Can not you imagine? be good for a lot of reasons. Mine would, that would frizz just out. Be, yeah. I think about like, so many things at once. Exactly. But you know, like when you buy a car and you get a lemon, what if you get a lemon of a chip? Then what happens? Yeah. Where you're like, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I was I, hacked. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be, that would be awful. Someone's working on it now. <laughs> they are. Right exactly. now. We give people so many ideas on this show. That's um, good. By the way, all of these people who are 18 or in their 20s or 30s and they're listening to us not remembered or know, know what the names of these dating websites are, it kind of ages us, doesn't it? What dating websites? Exactly. No, the Tinder or the <laughs> hookup websites. Are you saying I mean. they don't know what that is? They know, but we don't. We don't. We, we, we were, oh, the fact that we're old farts exactly. that are saying, oh, these crazy kids. Oh, <laughs> what are they doing now? I remember when in we the had dance, to meet in the so? and shake hands. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, yep. Honest to God, I'm becoming my grandmother. But you know what? I'm okay with it. You get to a certain point, you're like, whatever. This it's is, all good. This has been a great interview. I know. You need great. to come here more often. Yes.
Come I, hang out with us. He's too busy running yeah, an empire. I don't know if the boss will let me. <laughs> that's the thing. We never know who's the boss. Sometimes I'm yeah. the boss and sometimes she's no, the boss. that's a whole different other show. Yeah. <laughs> we really do need Paula. There you go. All right. Well, well, happy a, New Year, girls. Yeah, same to you. What a Ladies. great way. We'll uh, check in with you again. Uh, let's see how it's going in six months. <laughs> let's... Uh, <laughs> Okay, it's time for our Ask Victoria segment where she uh, imparts all of her knowledge. Well, this much because there's so much in there. Hey, you got something on your mind? Are you a wizard, a genius? How do they make a miniature? I mean, is there some way, some process they they physically miniaturize the dog or is it a puppy or what, what the devil is going on? That's a really good question. I've got my work cut out for me here. Next time you want to know something, can you repeat the yes. question? Why don't you ask Victoria? She's the expert with this kind of stuff, you know. Uh, you obviously don't dog. know my dog. Just ask Victoria. This season of Ask Victoria is sponsored by Zooks. You know, an important part of dog training is feeling a connection with your favorite four-legged friend. And there's no better time than the holidays to take life a little slower together. My friends at Zooks are all about sharing outdoor adventures with your dog, but this time of year, we both want to remind you to slow down a little. Maybe take a shorter hike and a longer nap on the couch together. Zooks' line of natural, trail-tested training dog treats are the perfect way to reward your dog as you're bonding. Check them out at zooks.com and follow at Zooks Pets on social. And let's go a bit slower, shall we? Okay. Um, it's time now. I've got the I've got the papers. It's time now for Ask Victoria, and she's right there, but I'm right here. Um, and we're going to get to the first question, which is Stephanie Bailey from Gloucester. Gloucester, well done. Gloucester. Uh, and she says, my five-month-old miniature schnauzer is not eating past three weeks. She's been to vets, is fit and well, and I'm at the end of my tether. I've tried many different foods. And do just put food down, pick it up 20 minutes if not eaten. I admit occasionally I have in desperation hand-fed, so it sounds like she's eating out of the hand. I worry being so young she'll not grow properly as she's eating a fraction of daily recommended amounts. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Did she say that she's taken the dog to the vet? Mm-hmm. And she yes. says, been to vets and it's fit and well. It's fine. <clears throat> okay. Five months old, miniature teeth schnauzer. Teeth are okay and medically this dog is okay, not getting stomach ache after it's eaten. Okay. Um, you might just have a very fussy eater there. I have a chihuahua who's a very fussy eater and she is not a breakfast. She's not a morning eater. She's more <laughs> of an evening eater. And I've discovered that. Um, but with her, I just giving her, and I feed her a very good quality kibble, but I always add something to make it just a little bit more interesting. Now, I do that with my Labrador as well, so that every single meal is slightly different, tastes slightly different. So I might either add broccoli or chicken or different meats, a little bit of eggs sometimes, and my dogs love that. And that encourages my chihuahua to eat. So by varying it a little bit, just a little bit, so that you're not causing diarrhea or you're not causing stomach upset, then it kind of keeps it interesting. So try that. Now, what what food do you feed your dog? Are you feeding a low-quality food, a high-quality food? Are you feeding wet food, um, kibble? Are you feeding raw? I would definitely look into different types of feeding. 
and uh, how you feed. So where are you feeding? From what kind of bowl are you feeding? Is it in a, an area of high traffic? Is there a draft where your dog is eating? Is there a kind of a sound or a low hum or something that you can't detect if you're when you're standing up? But if you get down on your dog's level, that you might be able to sort of see what your dog sees. Is there anything that's putting your dog off eating? Change the venue where your dog eats. Change the bowl and if the dog needs a little bit of confidence whilst eating, then it's okay for you to be there. You can be adding stuff to the bowl as your dog is eating or giving a little bit, uh, first of all, by hand and then encouraging your dog to eat from the bowl. Now, there are some dogs that don't like eating from bowls at all. They're fine if the food is scattered a little bit on the floor. Now, I know that's People don't like to do that, but you can get these kind of great feeding mats where you just scatter food on the mat and it doesn't have to be on the food and these mats are washable and you can do that. And then, in fact, dogs like to forage a little bit more. Even better still is that uh, if your dog doesn't want to do that, but they like seeking and they like discovering things whilst they're seeking and problem solving, then you have these things called um, scatter mats, which are scatter rugs or no, actually scatter mats they are. Um, and um, they're also called snuffle mats. And they are kind of, they've got pieces of material in them that you hide the food under and the dog has to kind of snuffle through them to go find the food different toys try different toys putting stuff in there try and just make food time a little bit more interesting and a bit more interactive and see how that goes i do feel like we miss a training opportunity by just putting a food bowl down for our dog and walking away and for some dogs it's like uh blah uh obviously very food motivated dogs like my sadie i mean you could put a bowl anywhere <laughs> and uh, with a there could be 500 bunnies running past and if there's a food bowl for my dog she will be eating it and won't notice anything else around her but um you know different dogs uh, will require different things so try that and uh, just be aware of that of as i said the dry food versus the wet food does your dog not like that dry food feeling in its mouth does it prefer wet food so there's many different things you can try if your dog is pooping well and if your dog is urinating well and the urinate urine the urine is not too concentrated your dog is getting enough don't worry try it good luck okay this one is also from england this is jordan dean and jordan says Hi, uh, what's the best way to help my puppy and three cats live happily together? And I know you know this because you helped me introduce my dog and yes, cat yes. together. Uh, um, puppy and three cats it just doesn't sound good. <laughs> it really doesn't because you could just see this puppy terrorizing the cats or the cats terrorizing the puppy. As in all cat-dog <clears throat> households, you must have places, high places for cats to be able to get to. A cat tree... Um, in different rooms um, or shelving or somewhere where the cat can get away from the puppy. That's really important. And um, I love it. You know, you have these cat wonderful cat trees that cats love. They have different levels and cats love to hang out in them and they kind of like to peer down on you. I think it makes them feel um, very <laughs> royal or when they're when they're peering down at you um, and it keeps them safe as well. So I would try that. Um, hmm. You also did the baby gate with me, and yeah, that really seemed to work. I, I do think something where the the puppy, because the puppy's a puppy and it's not going to have a lot of impulse control, and it's probably going to want to play a lot. I do think the pup needs to be confined. So I don't know how big the pup is, but either in a pen 
or in a kind of safe safe room with a baby gate in front, system of baby gates so that your cats have space, your puppy has space, and that um, when there's any social interaction between them, you are there to supervise it. Don't let puppy and just cats just fend for themselves. Please don't. So when you're out, your puppy's in a safe room or in a crate or somewhere where the puppy is safe and the cats are safe too. And then really, when they're around each other, good things happen to both of them. You know, the cats get pet, the puppy gets some treats. It's all it's all good, but monitor interaction and don't let puppy play too much with the cats because really dog-cat play... Very few instances, yeah, no, some some cases, you know, it's fine. And in others, it just does not gel because they have def- very different playing styles. Okay, so, so those are my few tips. It's a lot about management and giving the puppy and giving the cats places to go where they can have space. And I can tell you it works because I had problems. Cashmere and George were not very copacetic when they first met. And Vic, you fixed that. And now they're fine. They're like, eh, whatever. And yeah. to the point where one time they were laying, I, I think I sent you a picture. You they did. actually did play together. And I was like, because <gasps> I thought she and the cat was like, what? I'm having fun with her. And I was like, great. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is from Emily Tartarka uh, Tart- uh, from Aberdeen, New Jersey. And she says, I'm having a problem with my dog's barking. I have four basset hounds. Oh, those are barkers. Oh, basset hounds. And without fail, every time I leave my house and come back home, they bark. I can be gone for a half hour or all day, and it's nonstop barking, howling, and whining at me, even when I enter the house. I understand it's in their nature to bark, but I'm starting to get frustrated from it. I want to thank you for any tips you have for me. Basset hounds. Oh, my goodness. Yes, that barking. Well, you know. That baying. Oh, it is. There's nothing like a hound bay. And uh, you've got four of them. <laughs> so are you saying this is an excitement? That they seem to be friendly with people, yes? Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like when she comes home and when she leaves, she yeah. hears them. Whether they're going all day while she's gone, we don't know. Yeah, So, um, but when you come back from being out, the dogs get really excited and there's a lot of barking. and there's a, it, This is a tricky one, and it's a tricky one because you don't want to stop the dogs from, ha- from being excited. You don't want to kind of dampen that excitement you want them to feel happy at the fact that you're coming through the door you don't want to correct them and um but so to how do you stop that kind of crazy excitement all right so here's what i would do um what do you do when you come through the door do you give all the dogs a lot of attention and i'm not saying don't give the dogs attention But I am saying um, maybe just do a little less. Go about your business and then give them more attention when they're quiet. This will kind of almost be feeding the quiet rather than the barking. Um, The other thing to do, which, you know, might work, it has worked, actually. I've done this quite a lot, is I separately, I actually teach every dog in the household to bark. So I have a cue, a barking cue, and then I have a quiet cue. So you can actually put that barking on cue and you can put it off cue too. So um, I that's what I like to do. And so I really train the dogs very well to know what my signal means. And I use it at all different times before I use it when the dogs are really excited when I come back through the door at the end of the day. And uh, don't just, you know, train it a couple of times and then think it's going to work and cut through all of the excitement. 
No. Train it at other times of the day and in other circumstances that have less distractions and less excitement. So the dogs really know what you want. And once you have trained one dog, you put two dogs together, three dogs together, four dogs together. Is it time consuming? Yes, it is. But if you do it and every dog realizes that actually the only way they're going to get your attention or a treat or something is if they quiet, that might work. Or just get them to bark in harmony, and then you can take your show on the road. Yeah. Okay. You can, you can have a video that goes viral. Um, okay, one more time for one more. Yes. This one's one that I've never heard of. Um, interesting. I'm <clears throat> to make very curious to see how you're going to respond to this one. This okay. is from Stephen Crust in Lincoln in the UK. Mm-hmm. And he says, Victoria, I have an eight-month-old border collie who's very clever and responding well to training, but I do have one issue with him. He's become obsessed with the pattern on the ceiling from lights and reflections from shiny objects moving and stationary. He spends ages just looking up at the ceiling and following them around. Please, can you advise how to address this as he does get hyped up and it can't be healthy for him? Yeah, you know, and I have seen this quite a lot, actually. And you a have? lot of different kind of breeds, yeah. Oh. And this is kind of a compulsive behavior. Um, you could call it obsessive compulsive disorder or uh, they call it canine compulsive disorder. It's, it's an obsession um, and it is with things that sort of have no relevance in everyday life. So, for example, you know, washing your hands is important, right? But when you wash your hands again and again and again and again, it ceases to be a, uh, a behavior that has a relevance. It suddenly starts to become a behavior that has no function for um, just sort of normal everyday living. It becomes an obsession. And the same is similar for when dogs have this kind of obsessive compulsive disorder when they fixate on shadows or reflections. And you normally find it with dogs that are um, herders or hunters and they like the chase. And in fact, some people can create light chases in their dogs by training their dogs even if it's from puppyhood or training their dogs when they get them from a shelter as an adult uh, to chase one of those kind of red lights at the end of a, a pointer, you know, um, and like those laser lights. And then they can create a dog that is just obsessed with lights because the chasing of the lights is so reinforcing. And that's what's happening here. Your dog has some kind of obsession with shadows, with reflections that are on the ceiling and um, is kind of obsessively focusing on them, which in turn is making your dog feel good. But then if it becomes an obsession, that feel good feeling is harder to get and the dog tries more and does longer and still can't get that feel-good feeling, and now it's actually starting to become destructive. So you need to step in and step in now. Depending on how bad it's got, you, I would absolutely right now take your dog to see a veterinary behaviorist, not just a vet, a veterinary behaviorist, because they deal with the medical side and with behavior at the same time. And if your dog needs to have um, a pharmacological support, to kind of break that cycle of obsession, then there are people who who understand that and who know about it and will be able to prescribe a medication that might help as you train. If your dog's just a little bit fixated and you can get your dog's focus, then you're going to work on breaking that focus. I mean, sorry, breaking that behavior. Management means that 
you don't let the dog in the room where the behavior happens. Management means you take away things, shiny objects that could reflect. Management also means you might have to pull the curtains so the sunshine doesn't come in. So that you're breaking the pattern of that dog's obsession. Then you give the dog more outlets in its life. You give it more mentally enriching toys such as puzzles or feed its food from a Kong toy or another kind of toy rather than just from a bowl. So your dog has mental enrichment like that. You might exercise your dog um, a bit more. You might give your dog a job as you, your, your dog's a collie. You could do some real herding. So you're trying to redirect all of that sort of that obsession onto something a bit more positive. And by breaking that focus, have a great recall. So if you see your dog doing it, recall the dog to you, give the dog something else to do. You will hopefully be able to minimize that behavior. But it is, it, it's, it's actually quite common. And like humans have obsessive cons- compulsive disorder, dogs do too. Wow, it's fascinating. <clears throat> I learned a lot. There's nothing that you don't know is what I've, I've just learned. There's a lot I, mean, I don't know. There's a lot I don't know. But Yeah, no, but it has nothing what? to do with dogs. <laughs> anyway, uh, very, very interesting and good luck. That was, that's kind of an interesting and, and I, I hope maybe you could let us know how that goes because I'm curious to see how you how you go about with your particular dog and in, in, in solving that problem. But anyway, there you go. Thanks, Beck. Where do the days go? I can't believe we have to say goodbye. That's it, hit. I know, our season's done. We it whipped has... through the season, didn't we? Yeah, we did. It's been great. We've talked about so much. We've had amazing guests on. And, you know, there's, that's, my mother always says to me when I tell her, oh, no, I have to write an article for a, a magazine, Mom. And uh, I write for three different magazines. And she's always like, where do you find the topics to write about? <laughs> and I say, dogs is a massive topic. Yeah. You could talk for days about dogs. We and had a you bunch. Just, you couldn't even scratch the surface. We had a bunch of topics we were going to talk about, and we didn't even get to them. Exactly. So, uh, God, we love it. We love the fact mm-hmm. that you listen, and we we love the fact that we're sponsored by Zooks, and uh, you know their commitment to getting the message out, the positive message out, and just you know they helping really people. Are. I and love that. They are, they have great treats for dogs, especially for training. Um, they are so useful, and they're tasty, and they're really good for dogs. So definitely check them out at zooks.com. Thank you, Zooks, for sponsoring us. And thanks, Holly. Thank you know, you. we've done, this is our seventh season. Holy smokes. Us, so we've been doing this. We're going to say at some point, you're going to hear, this is our 70th season yes. together. Yeah, our teeth will be falling out. <laughs> yeah, we'll those short your teeth are mine. <laughs> we'll um, still be here. I don't care if anybody, nobody's listening. We'll still be here. I, my mom will always listen, i got to tell <laughs> you. Um, but it's awesome. And um, thanks for everybody for listening. And uh, we still, even though, uh, you know, our season's ending, we'll start up another season soon. You can still ask questions um, to Victoria. Go to Positively.com. She's got a message board on there. And a bunch of her trainers will go on and mm-hmm. answer any questions you have. And you can always let us know feedback, positive podcasts plural at positively.com let us know what you think and if there's topics you want us to address in the next season we would love to hear from you we want to talk about what you guys are interested in and if you need a trainer in your area please go to positively.com forward slash trainers to find a victoria store positively dog trainer in your area and if you want to be a trainer go to uh, vsdogtrainingacademy.com to check out our new academy dates we're very excited that we are having classes starting again this year in the United States and in the uh, United States in September and in the UK in July. Awesome. And uh, everybody have a great new year. I hope uh, 2018 is the best year yet. Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. 
For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook and YouTube as Victoria Stillwell or follow her on Twitter at Victoria S. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively. Positively.